We're starting on the Amud. I just want to go back very, very quickly. So we saw yesterday, uh, from the, we started the two dots, the Sugi, it's about five lines up on Lamed Vav Amud Bet. So we said in the Mishnah, Melamdo Midrash Alachot Bagadov Alomi Lamdanu Mikra. That we saw from the Mishnah. That you can teach, if you made a nerd, that a person can't get any hana from you. So you can teach him Midrash and Halakha and Agadah and all that stuff. You can't teach him Mikra. So we say, the Gemara said, Mikra, my time, Eloi, I'm going to, why not? She said, Because you're giving him hana. So the Gemara said, the same thing. Midrash, now Mikra, you're teaching him Midrash. You're also giving him hana. Is my internet clear? You all hearing me? It's freezing, huh? So basically, what's, this? So what's the difference between that? She said, now, Midrash, now, Mikani, if you met a native, the guy can't get her na'a, even teaching him Midrash then, should be the same thing. The word said, no. I'm going to show you, Makom, Stot, Nintzchar, La, Mikra, Ve'enot, Limzchar, La, Midrash. We're talking about a situation in a place where the Minag is to charge for God, to teach God's Chumash, but don't charge him mid- Mishnah, a Midrash. And therefore, if you teach him Chumash for free, he's getting her na'a because you could have, should have paid money. Right, that's what we're speaking about. Right? And the midnight is not the what my Pasca says what you dafka deciding that the min that the mean hagatalia milk, that's right. She says, Also we learn in our already says we learn in our Mishnah. Dafidum comes not in Sharla Mikra Shari Lemishkal. Allah Midrash Lo Shari Lemishkal. In a place where you're allowed to charge money, you can charge money. In a place where you even but in a place where uh, you aren't allowed to take money. So that was the Gemara basically answered yesterday. Our Mishnah came to teach us an extra sort of halacha over here. That for, for, for Mikra, as a rule, one can charge money. For Midrash, you can't charge money. So the Gemara says, So Mashnah Midrash to law. How come on Midrash you aren't allowed to charge money? So we're starting today. So why on Midrash? As a, as a rule, you can't charge, on that charge to teach. Because Moshe Rabbeinu tells us that he was commanded by Hashem to teach us, right? Now, what Moshe is teaching us, he's teaching us the Torah, is really the Midrash explanation of what the took him all about. And the Pasuk says, So and we see after that, Moshe actually says he did it. He was commanded to teach us, and he taught us. Samani bechinam, afatim nami bechinam. Just like Hashem didn't teach, uh, didn't teach, uh, didn't charge. So, uh, so, so too, you, uh, Moshe didn't charge. So too, we shouldn't charge for teaching midrash. So that's really the Gemara. While the Gemara explains them between midrash and mikra. So now the Gemara says, I understand mikra and bechinam. So then, why? How come mikra we can pay for? Right? Why isn't Mikra should also be Bechinam then? If that's the case. Right? Why, why, how come we got to charge for Mikra? The Gemara says no. Give two answers here. Rav says, Amar Schar Shimur. It's an amazing answer this. What are you paying when you're paying a guy to teach Yuchumash? You're paying a babysitting fee. Right? Happened to you keeping the kids busy. So he's getting paid to keep you busy. It's when we talk about adults, remember, not about kids. Says Rabbi Yochanan Amar Schar Pisuk Ta'amim. Rabbi Yochanan says no. When you're paying a person to teach you Chumash, it's not to read the Chumash you're paying him for. 
It's that he's teaching you how to other pisuk tamim is either the the, the, the tamim of laning next to a boy for a mitzvah lessons, or how this, the chumash is broken up. Look at Rashi there on the third one. I said, my time mikra." How come you're allowed to take money for for learning chumash? Because it's actually looking after the people. Yeah, he uses the words babies. It's not letting them run around and playing with doing all crazy things. It's not because of the chumash itself. And he says, why it's dafka the ketanim? It's normally the kids that are learning mikra, right? Uh, not the adults. That's why you can't teach the young kids for free. Because you're allowed to charge them money. Now, if his father sends him to get a free lesson from you, so now you're making the, the matter nearly the father can't get an hour from you. So now he's getting benefit. He's getting a free lesson for his son. He would normally have to pay somebody else for that lesson. But you can teach him Midrash free. The Ketani Menlum di Midrash in the Gedolim. Because Midrash you teach the Gedolim, not the kids. But the Gedolim later, Uschar Shimu, you don't need to pay to babysit an adult. Some adults you probably maybe do have to pay to babysit. <laughs> but the average adult doesn't need babysitting, right? Velo Kemahani Lehu Kla Ulachi Shari. That's what Rav says. Rav. So Rav says the whole reason is because, uh, because of Shimu Tinokot. Rabbi Yochanan says, What's that? That's why you can take money. You're reading them basically how to read the letters properly. Let's be honest. When we see open up a chumash and it says tamim, it could be tamim, it could be tumim, it could be tomim, it could be who knows what it could be. We'll see just now later on. Shamayim could be samim, it could be shamim. How do you know what it is? That that that's char. Uh, you can take. It's only with God's chumash. That's why you can't teach a kid chumash or a person chumash because only in chumash you've got to learn this pisuk tamim and therefore you're entitled to charge. So if you made a net and not a from a person and you teach them for free, so then uh, they're getting hana'a from them. So the Gemara asked the obvious question. So now we saw in the Mishnah that you can't learn mikra. That's what the Mishnah said. Don't teach them. We're talking about pisuk tamim. babysitting. We understood the Mishnah discussing gadolim, not katanim. So we tell that that the elves is babysitting. So the an amazing answer. Says no. What are we talking about? Pekatan katani. We're talking about children. So you can explain that maybe it's the father who's getting the hanah because his child's getting the free lesson like I tried to explain earlier on. Alright, so the Gemara said, wait a second, Ibakatan, if it's a cut, we got a bit of a problem. Why? Because Amos say for the end of the Mishnah said, the Mishnah said, Lo, Yelam Deinu Mikra, you can't teach him Chubash, Avamelamelet Panav Mikra. Right? But you can teach his children Mikra. The Gemara says, Katan, Barbanimu. Now, if we're discussing that the ratio of the Mishnah about a katan, so what, you can teach the katan's children? You can't teach the katan himself. I mean, you can teach the katan because he needs shimur, and you can also teach the katan's children. A katan doesn't have children. Actually, the Mishnah is missing something. It's corrupted. The Mishnah should say as follows. 
Lo yelamdeinu mikra bekatan. When it said lo yelamdeinu, you shouldn't teach. It should actually mention specifically bekatan. You shouldn't teach a katan. And Rashi adds in there bechinam for free. Why? Because you made a neder. You can't get in enough to the. But if I gadol, but if the cut, the, the if it's a gadol, so then melamdo lo ulevanav mikra. When Mishnah said melamdo lebanav, it means if he's a gadol, you can teach him and his children. Why? Because now there's no longer babysitting needs. Because if he's there, he's looking after his child, not you. That's how he wants to answer it over there. Okay, so we sort of, we learned a couple of halachas along the way. The main thing I think here is that you can't take tzachar for limut for chumash and you can't take tzachar for midrash. For Moshe Rabbeinu, we learned you can't take tzachar for midrash. Chumash, you can. And that's why we make a neder. God can't get hana from you and you're teaching him or his child chumash. And you're doing it for free, he's getting hana from you. Okay, that's really... So there's no hana if you have to pay for it. If you pay for it, no, no, sure. You can teach. In other words, whenever the minister says, lo yelam dainu, right? Lo yelam med, it means for free. Right. That's right? interesting. That's, that's the ikka. Because if the person's paying you for it, not getting hana from you, he's paying you for it. He's bought your services. Hana means when you do somebody a favor. Right? I know you think that, that some teachers, even if you pay him, so you're still benefiting from him. I agree. I agree. But yet, that's why I think the is being very, very specific. Because what do you get out now when a guy teaches you from all the extras that come with it, right? If he's just teaching you to read A, B, C, and you go A, B, C, A, B, C, so then you're paying him, so you paid him. So that's why they say Midrash, you can't, God forbid, give a drosh at the same time. Don't give a vote, right? Just teach him how to read. If you give a vote, that's already, or maybe that's not a problem because there's no, no if he doesn't pay because that you, you aren't going to get money for any So that would be okay. okay. And you can't give a discount. And uh, you can't give a discount, no. That's like the notaries, right? You got a lawyer, a, a lawyer, the notaries, I can't, I can't give you a discount. There's a, a register, I've got to charge that amount of money, like a notary. Can't give you a discount, right? You're a notary, David. Uh, so, not yet, okay. And you could have been, you're going to be a for 10 years. Okay, so, Maitive. Tinokot, Lokrim, Now, the Gemara's a Kashi over here. We've got a brighter, let's say, like a Tinokot, kids. Lo korin betchila b'shabbat, aval shonin berishon. The Bach changed that to aval, not to ela. Aval shonin berishon, but they can shonin, meaning go over or, or repeat what they already learned. Now, what does it mean betchila uh, b'shabbat? Look at Rashi. Lo korin betchila b'shabbat. Ein matchidin lamdam betchila b'shabbat, but davar shlo lamdu molam. Don't start teaching a kid on Shabbos a new con, a new a new sugya. Okay, we'll see in a moment why. Gemara gives some interesting answers why. But don't start on Shabbos, don't start teaching a kid new things. Okay? Aval shonim brishon, but you can, klomar, but avashlem duhu kvar, palm shabbos, I very learned, lom dimotan palm shabbos, on Shabbos you can revise with them. She says over here, ulachi kanim brishon, the ravuta question is, as something extra being taught of Yasir Rashi, afa pish lolim duhu atinokot ele palmachat shonin. If they learned it once, you can go the second time with them on Shabbos. Now, what's going on over here? And we'll see how this is a kashi as well. So the Mishnah says, Lord, Korim etilim Shabbat, Aval Shrim Shabbat, Bishlom eleman damar schar pisuk ta'amim. So now, according to Rabbi Yochanan, who says the reason why we pay for Torah lessons is because of pisuk ta'amim. So that makes sense over here now why you can't teach them new stuff on Shabbos, you can revise. Highly learned Korim etilim Shabbos, right? That makes sense. Why does that make sense? Look at Rashi. Second, third wide lines now. Since they're learning it now for the first time, now you're learning for the first time, so that's why it's getting paid. And now the guy's working on Shabbos, you're paying for working on Shabbos. 
But to reverse, he's happy to do it without getting paid. He learned it once, now it's just there looking after the kid, make sure he knows it properly. That's already a, 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 not, doesn't have to get paid for it. Does that make sense? According to Rabbi Yochanan. But I go after the guy telling you it's babysitting fees. So two questions. Why can't you teach him you? Why can you advise on him? What's the difference? If it's babysitting fees, you're working on Shabbos irrespective of what you're doing. So you might as well teach him the first time around. And if you can't teach him the first time, how come you can the second time around? So the Gemara sort of like deflects this answer with a, a question of its own. It says, according to the Makshan, who's asking the Kasha, it says, according to you, Mr. Shimur, that's a change in the gears there. How since when is it Asur to babysit somebody on Shabbos? You're assuming that it's Asur to babysit him on Shabbos, and therefore how can you rise with him? And if you're already working, why not do it the first time around? You're making an assumption that it's Asur babysitting on Shabbos to get paid for babysitting. Who says Asur? Havla'ahi. Now we've seen this term Havla'ah. Havla'ah means it's absorbed within something else. So what does it mean? It's absorbed in the bigger picture. They're going to explain in a moment. Right? Shari. And if it's Havla'ah, so you can even work on Shabbos and get paid for it. Titania, going to brighter over here. Above Metzia. And the Tosefi in Shabbos as well. It's like this. If you hire somebody to look after your baby, look after your cow, to guard your fields. So you don't pay him on Shabbos. Right? Rashi adds in here, by the way, that's really the Mitzvah. You're putting there to keep the stuff that you can come and do the Omer, and, uh, and he's guarding the, so like the, the first the first harvest. Okay. So, sorry. If they get lost, Rashi says you're on Shabbos. You wouldn't have to, he would, he would be high of why. Look at Rashi, the first white lines at the top there. Because he's not working that day. So what do you offer from the guy? He wasn't working that day. He might have been standing there. He might have been in his booth. He might be with his hat and, his, and everything. He wasn't working if you hired him just for the Shabbos. Can't work on Shabbos. However, meaning it was a weekly work. He worked for you the whole week. Or Chodesh, the whole month, or Shish, or whole year, or Shish, Shavua, for the whole Shmita period. Right? That's what it means, Shavua, seven, right? No, ten, lo, Shah, Shabbat. Now he gets paid for Shah, Shabbos. And therefore, Now we see, if he was really getting paid on a weekly basis, you pay the guy for full seven days, that's called Havla'ah. No one sees you paying the guy for Shabbos. You pay him, he works for you, for the month. He's a God, he's a, he's a God. So every day he comes to work. So therefore, the payment... Is, is, is swallowed up into whatever he was doing. You pay him seven pshitim, they says there for the whole week. On Shabbos, he's getting one of those pshitim. That's a correction there. It's swallowed up in the whole week. So that Gemara says, what are you worrying about? So it's when is Schar uh, Shimur? This is a guy who teaches your child to learn every day he goes to Chayda. So on Shabbat you can get paid as well. So what's your kasha? Right? So on the basis of that kasha, the Gemara changes gear. and says, you're right, okay. Can we go back now? Elegabe Shabbos. Hainu time a day So now we answer the question. The question was, when we asked the question, how come you can't teach him the first time around on Shabbos? And if it's babysitting, then what do we care if it's the first time or the second time? We explain now why 
the havla'ah makes uh, is, is not a problem. Why, if he was babysitting you on Shabbos, it's not a problem. So how come, because what we said, that you can teach him the, 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 you can revise with him, but you can't teach him the first time around. According to the man, Amr, he says that it's shimur. How come? It was Erekab Shabbat. This is the reason. We give a definition altogether. Nothing to do with Shabbos. I mean, nothing to do with babysitting. Mishum, the Gemara gives, a, gives an explanation of here. We'll see Rashi in a moment what it means. The Yifnu Avaton Dinuke Le Mitzvate De Shabta. So actually, you can read it nicely. I wanted to say one thing of you. I spent Shabbos, uh, we had an amazing Shabbos with, with Manikut Tronit. And uh, I had to ask with Rav Gigi, so we've got discussing the subject of Daf Yomi. So his wife said to me that he gives a Daf Yomi shiv for the diary of tax in 10 minutes. So I said to Rav Gigi, 10 minutes? What do you mean 10 minutes? He says, okay. I said, what do you mean 10 minutes? I just read the words takes 10 minutes. So his wife says that she's in a, a chug with some of the guys who are in the shir. And they say that just the way he reads the sentence... They already understand Pshat, so he just carries on. Okay. Baruch, Johnny I'll send you the link if you want to find a good Daf Yomi in 10 minutes. But I'm thinking about it now because when you read this Gemara V.A., it says, Mishum, I thought about it last night. Mishum, de yifnu avathon de inuka de mitzvate de shabte. When you read it actually properly, you understand Pshat. But I read it about three times to understand it, right? What's, what's going on over here? It says, de yifnu, there should be pluim. That the fathers could be pnuyim, could have time of abaton. The the fathers make time for their children for the mitzvah of Shabbos. What's the mitzvah of Shabbos? Look at Rashi. Shema yu asukim lik hakrotan betchila b'devar chadash. They were busy teaching them the first time around a new sugya. It's always harder to teach somebody something the first time around, right? The chazor is easier. Hayu chudin, but they were very busy with them. Hayu pnuyim the mitzvah of Shabbos itanek, but they wouldn't have time on Shabbos for tanug. About showing, but revising, Rashi says, yeah, Difnu means Kedesha Yehu Pnui. Right? So, uh, so it looks like the father of the children. That's what it means. The Yifnu Avaton Dinuka, that the father of the children should be free to mitzvah Shabbos. That's why you can, uh, you can teach them, you revise, you can't do it. Another answer says, Mishum the Shabta. Now, this is amazing. This is, this is, this is Alokhanamase. Okay, this is Aloch Lamase. Says because on Shabbos, Mishum de Shab Shabbata, Achlin Veshatin, you eat and drink a lot more than normal, Vayakir Alehon Alma, and that's and heavy on them, difficult for them. Look at Rashi Vyakilain Alma, it's Shekavedalem Nibul, it's difficult to learn. Mibnay Amachos the food. You're causing the kids grief, pain, anguish. After they had such big meals, to now go and sit and learn all the beginning again. But to do revision, not a problem. So we've seen basically the answer we've given here. have got nothing to do with our sugya, whatsoever. And that's why you shouldn't teach these kids new stuff on, on Shabbos. And the group ends off by saying, Kedama Shmuel. Like Shmuel said, Masechi Ketubot. No, not long ago. Right? Says, Shinui Veset. Anytime there's a, sh- a change in a cycle. Now here we mean the cycle of eating, okay? Tchilat Choli Me'ayim is the beginning of getting uh, intestinal sickness. Okay, so you don't want to mess around and they, 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 they've eaten a lot on Shabbos. And then, okay, when that goes back and thought that, now we had two answers. Remember, we said, we said, Rav said the reason why you, you, can, you, you, you get paid to teach in kids Chumash is because of Shimur, uh, Shimur, uh, looking after them. And Yochanan said because of Pisuk Ta'amim. 
So Gemara says, Lamad Amar Schar Pisuk Tamim. So according to Rabbi Yochanan, he says that because of Pisuk Tamim, explaining the way that all had to read the Psukim, my time Lamad Schashu. Why didn't he give Rav's reason? So Gemara says, Kesavar, but not me, Kabayin Shimur, because you're also teaching girls. And what girls don't need Shimur. Interesting over here, right? Girls don't need Shimur. Why don't girls need Shimur? Because girls, look at Rashi, unbelievable answer to this. He says, Bano Chemelamni Notan Torah, me, Bayan Shimur, do they need Shimur? Inulav orchayu lemefak abrai. They aren't uh, regularly running outside. Mefak abrai. Latzeit achutze. Remember abrai from the word brighter. Right? Brighter means outside. They aren't running around outside. Dichtiv kol kvuda bat melech pnima from Tirinet. The cover of a girl is inside. Velaykelok mebaschashu. Whenever you can't pay your money, I have to say this. Remember, we saw with uh, with when. Uh, with Dina, when Dina was running around in Shechem, so, so Rashi says a Yetzanit Hava. Remember that? We saw that, that she was a Yetzanit. She would run around and, I don't know if the word was to uh, flirt with the boys, but she was outside all the time. She liked to be outside. It's interesting that the Orachayim in this week's parsha, based on that, when Rachel came to the well, I mean, Rachel was the shepherd, right? She was the, the Ro'atzon. So Orachayim points out, Says that she, the Torah says that she was Ro'atzon, that, that she was a Bakia, she was an expert shepherd, and that's why she came, not because she was a Yatsanit. Rachel didn't come to the well to flirt with other shepherds. She came because she was specific. So you see, yeah, a girl as a rule, not, not, not running around, and therefore they don't, need, uh, they don't need babysitting. So now the girl says, okay, now the answer, right? So now according to Rav, who said Shimur, why didn't he give the answer, Rabbi Yochanan? They said that the reason they're getting paid is because he says, Kesavar, Pisuk Tamim Amazing. He says, Pisuk Tam, just like we learned there about the, the Midrash, when we saw the Ben Rinna, the Moshe Rabbeinu said that he couldn't get charged for free, and he, he taught for free, he couldn't charge, so we should teach Midrash for free. He says that, Schar Pisuk Tamim is a Doraita. Look at the run, I've seen the run the whole day today. A little bit down from the Gemara. So Rav who said the reason is because of Shimur. He says, you aren't allowed to get money for Pesuk Tamim. Can't get paid for that. It's all like the other stuff and you can't charge for that. Remember Rav. Remember this is Rav. Rav said that it's because of Shim of Shimur babysitting because you can't charge for this. Here we see another mamar of Rav over here. He says, Man da Amar, who is it the Vayikru Besefet Torah Elohim? What does it mean? Look, long pasuk over here. We're going to a bit of a gadati, a bit of a drosha. The Gemara says like this. Let's read the whole pasuk. There are about. One, two, 13 psukim we're going to see now in the space of about 13 lines. It was a Torah thing. It says statistically it's probably the most dense pasuk per line in the whole of Shas. Right? Look at, look at the first pasuk. It's Vayikru Besefet Torah Talohim Meforash Vesom Sechel V'yavinu B'mikras. It says read from the Sefer Torah Elohim clearly Meforash understood Vesom and put Sechel V'yavinu understand the Mikra. So what does he mean? Avia says, Rav Rav gives a drosh. He says, what does it all mean? Vayikru b'sefet Torah Elohim, reading for the sefer Torah. That is mikra. That's chumash. Meforash zetargum. 
Very understanding the Torah, the translation. The Som Sechel, and understand the, 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 the intelligence, Elu Apsukim. What does it mean, Elu Apsukim? Look at Rashi, Elu Apsukim. Ad Hechan Messiah, Kol Pasuk, where did the Psukim go? I mean, we haven't got a, a, a full stops and commas in the Torah. And we know that soft Pasuk is very, very important. It's one of the things you have to stop a guy in the Balkor who makes a mistake with the Pasuk. Not everything has to be corrected, but that's one of the things you've got to correct him for. The psukim that they start and end in a certain place. That's why it's called som sechel. You have to have intelligence, it's intellect to understand this. You can internalize what's going on over here. Then it says, Understand the mikra. You see that? So that's why he says, that's a Doraita. Right? That is Pisuk Ta'amim. That is Aloha. Right? That is... Uh, uh, if you look at the run quickly, the Som Sechel, on the other side, towards the bottom of the Gomorrah there, up in the right, like the fourth, fifth, last narrow lines of the run. says, Sof Sechel El Pesukim, Nekudot Hamafsikot Bein Pasuk Le Pasuk. Everything is how you, even when they got ta'amim, you got to know where to stop and where to begin. Okay, so that is uh, what he was speaking about over here, why Rav says that this is, you can't charge money for this. And there's another opinion that says, no, Elu are Mesorot. Right? That those are the Mesorot. What are the Mesorot? Look at the run. Now we've got lots of Mesorot in the Chumash. Some of them, for example, the dots. Steve pointed out, we're busy now writing a new Sav Itzik. If you're donating a Savitor to Ashu, please go, we'll have it in a few months. So we're busy with the software now. So Steve sends me a, a, a WhatsApp, grab me the software, make sure that the dots are there. You know, there's like some, you've got like little dots on top of the words. Right? That's Mesorot. There's Mesorot in all those places. Then there's some letters are big. You've got to say a big kaf or a little yud or a big mem, stuff like that. All, all the Mesorot. Or hey, etc. So I'm Rabbi Yitzchak. Okay, so I'm Mesorot. I'm Rabbi Yitzchak. Mikra Sofrim. Rabbi Yitzchak says like this. Uh, what does it mean over here? He says, Mikra Sofrim, Ve'itur Sofrim, Ve'karyan, Ve'loktivan, Ve'ktivan, Ve'lokkaryan, Alachala Moshe Now all these things, we'll see tomorrow what they are. So there's Mikra Sofrim, Itur Sofrim, Kri Ve'loktiv, right? Some things are written, uh, you read and they aren't written. And some things are, the, are written in the Chumash and you don't read them. It says all these things are Alachala Moshe Misinah. Look at the run quickly. The run goes through each and every one of them very, very nicely. I went very fast up until so we can go and spend a bit of time on this run uh, nicely. So look at the run. I'm Rabbi Yitzhak, the last narrow line of the run. Right? Mikra Sofrim. Where are you reading? The last narrow line of the run. Can you see it? You got it? I'm Rabbi Yitzhak, Mikra Sofrim. Hakri'ah Shemashulan Rishonim Shinikru Sofrim. Okay, so he says the Rishonim were called Sofrim. It's a Mikra Sofrim, how the Rishonim explained us how to read the Torah. The Itur Sofrim, what does it mean, Itur? Itur means like the decorations, the Atarot, the crowns, right? Tevot Yeterot. So he says these are the extra words. In other words, it's not the, 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 the graphics, it's decorating the Psukim in the sense 
that the Torah has got a few extra words which help us read it better, a richer text. To beautify the language. They call it Itur. They crown the language. So it's not decorations, it's actual words, but those words crown the language. Then what? I'm still in the run. Karyan velokhtivan, kri and not ktiv, in other words, we read and they aren't written. Tevot hanikrot velokhtivan, we read they aren't even written. Vektivan velokhtivan, another way around. Shenikhtavot velokhtivan, okay, that's easy. Halachala Moshe Mishnah, what does that mean? Kach kibel Moshe betsinai umasal Yisrael. So all these kris and tivs and extra words here and there are all halachala Moshe Mishnah. Let's go back in the Gemara. We'll, we'll use the run again some more. And instead of, yeah, give some examples. Mikras Ofrim. What do you mean Mikras Ofrim? So it says Eretz. So the Hagaot Bach. If you see in the Gemara, there's a Hagaot Bach over there. The Hagaot Bach, all he's doing is just punctuating by putting in the Nikud. It says Eretz or Aretz, Shamayim, Mitraim. We could have read it, Aretz or Eretz. How do we know when it's an Eretz? How do we know it's an Aretz? So sometimes the Baal will know that very often you've got a segol, an e in the middle of the pasuk, if it's a soft pasuk, right? Or it becomes aret. You know, it changes. Ayn tachat, ayn shen tachat shen, yad tachat yad, regel tachat, ragel. Right? Because it's a soft pasuk. So that's, 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 that's the example he says, and then shamayim could be shamim, or samim. How do you know that it's Shamayim? There isn't an extra Aleph Shamayim. If it was written Shin Mem Aleph Yud Yud Mem, we'd have said Shamayim or whatever, but not written Shamim or Samim. Mitraim could be Matrim or Mitzarim. How do you know it's Mitzrayim? Right? Itur Sofrim. Another example, he said, Achar Ta'avoru, Achar Telech, Achar Ta'asek. This is a bit difficult for me to understand, a bit more difficult to be honest. Uh, Rashi says, yeah, instead of saying Tavoru Achar, look at Rashi, yeah? Itur Sofrim Achar Tavoru, Velokative Tavoru Achar. Or Acher, or Tavoru Acher, another one maybe. Or Vahainu Itur says, Shemaatrin Adibur, Tachos, we understand it much better. Another example, another passage of Yah is, Kidmus Sarim Achar Nognim, says Rashi, look at Rashi quickly, Velokative Achar Nognim Kidmus Sarim. Okay, so again, I suppose you've got to, you have to have a very fine-tuned ear in Hebrew to really pick up the, 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 the differences in those things. Then, I can, this is an opportunity for me to cry. I will tell you that in South Africa, I don't know if you in Chutzah, we used to sing Tzidkatcha in Nusach Ashkenaz. It's the most beautiful song. Nusach Svarad, unfortunately, butchered it for me because it changed the Psukim around, the order around. That doesn't work. So, like, really, it's a real Chava, Chava. Anyhow. So Tzidkatcha Karael, Velokativ Karael Tzidkatcha. Tachim Yistabet Fei says maybe it should make more sense. Karael Tzidkatcha, like the, like the amount of your righteousness. Ubedafka Mishtai. Okay, so those are some examples there of Mikras Ofrim. We call it Tur. Then we go on to Kriyan Velokativan. Those that, are, that, that we read and aren't written. So some examples over here as well. So let's use the run now quickly. Kriyam Velokti Mikras Ofrim Shalom Ezraim Itur Tzidkatchat all the way down at the bottom it's about eight lines down to the very wide lines of the run towards the end of the pass of the line Kriyam Velokti Van Prat de Belechto Shmuel who he says it's Shmuel Lashiv Yado Benar Prat Prat Kri Velokti so Prat is read we say Benar Prat Prat is in the passage it's written there we read Prat it's obvious it says Yado Benar Prat we speak about Prat so it's, it's, it's in the Pasuk. 
And, and another, another pasuk that, that the Gemara brings over here is Ish de Ka'asher Yisrael Bidvar Elohim. So they look around the run as well. Bishmuel, that was in Shmuel, who gave Achitofel. That was the, the, the Yoheitz there, that was Yoheitz. Kashe Yishal Ish Bidvar Elohim. Ish is not written there. It says Kashe Kasher Yishal Ish Bidvar Elohim. Well, Ish is not there, but it's not written. We read it though, Ish. Next passage of here comes from Ba'im. So there it says, Devnavnata. Piyamahu, Hinayamim Ba'im, Nu Mashem. Venivnata. Right? Ba'im. So, Venivnata, again, it's not written. Then we've got another passage over there, another passage, this passage over here. Is La de Pleta, it's of Yermia. Venivuat Bavel. It says Yehi Lali Fleta, and so Yehi Lali Fleta. The word La doesn't doesn't feature. Then another pasuk Et Tahagad Hugad. That's Berut in 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 Megillat Rut. Vayan Boaz Vayomela Hagad Hugad Li Kol Asher Asitet Chamotech. There's high at the 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 Et Kri. It was is is written. We say Et. We don't. It's not Et Et Hagad Hugad. It's not written. Now listen to this. This is amazing. The Ran says, however. This is a run, right? Now you got to know the heart of Chumash. The run says, "Mi u besvarim shelanu kri uktiv." We've got it written there. So he says, "The Masora obviously avaaf be Masora lo mitkalei behenech the karen uktiv." There's a Masora in the list of all the Masora. This is one of those bit of hysteria between our Gemara and the Masora, and our Megillah has it. Okay, so it might have been in the time of Gemara they never had it. Maybe it's out for Valentine's Day. Another pasuk over here is. Uh, from Vatome uh, Elea in root as well. Kol Asher Tomri Elai Eese. Right? Here again. Kol Asher Tomri Elai. It says, Elai, and it's not written. Then another one is, the next pasuk of here quoted, is Vatomer Sheish Hasa Orim Haele. Natan Li Kiamar Elai Alta Boy These six Bali's. So don't come empty-handed to your to, to your mother-in-law. Right? He says, "Eli, the asorim." The run says over here, "Berut na mi osen rut vatome shesh asorim aile natan li ki amar Eli." Eli is is we read it's not written. Okay, so those are all that says halain karia and velokativa. Those are examples of things that we read and order. Now this is obviously not a comprehensive list. There are many more of them. Why the Gemara Dafka chose just those? I'm not hundred percent sure. If anybody sees a note on that, I'd be happy to hear. I didn't actually see anything on the Amut. Then I'm going to bring some examples, quickly finish up here, on the Chatvan Velok Karia. Now we've got some examples where, where words are, are written in the, in, 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 into the text. We don't read them. Right, so the passage over here is, La davar zeh yislach Hashem lovdecha bevo adoni bayit rimon yishtachavot shama vuhu nishan al yadi vishtachavayte bayit rimon vishtachaviti bayit rimon yislach Hashem lovdecha bedavar hazeh. So it says, Na Yislach. It says, Yislach Na Hashem. Look at the run at the very bottom. Velo Karyan Na. We don't read Na. Melachim Bishtachaviti Beit Rimon. Yislach Na Hashem Lodecha. Ketiv Na. Velo Mik. We don't read the Na. The please. Right, another example of here. I will finish up the last two lines. Next two lines. Yeah. It says, Zot Daha Mitzvah. So this passage over here comes from Dvarim. Right. Uh, even though the uh, the Rashi says Zotam is va'kativ be'yermia, 
I don't know why, why, why he has that year, Mia. Uh, the, the Pasuk is brought here uh, for Pashat Ve'ed Hanan. But look at the, t- <laughs> there's a, the Tosvot. Look at Tosvot. Just quickly look at the Tosvot. The first Tosvot is very outside color of the daf. It says, Ya Zot Daham Mitzvah, Pashat Ve'ed Hanan, Ve'eno Ken Beshum Chumash. Okay. from Dvarim as well. Vata po amari madiv adabai lechad kolam mitzvah v'chum eshvatim shetlamdaim va'asu va'aret asher nochi noten ahem lerishta. That's not the pasuk. Sorry, that's the previous section over there. It says Eli droch hadorech kashato ve'el b'churei hachimu kol tzvaz. I'm talking about an error over here. This is a genya. Yidroch hadorach. The Ran says over here ketiv ukra lo garas. We don't read the word Yidroch over there, even though it's written, we don't read it. Another one is Chamesh, uh, this Pasuk over here. Right? So this is in Yechezkel giving us the measurements of the new Beda Mikdash. And he says over here, the run chamesh the paat negev. Look at the at at the, at the uh, run over there. Chamesh v'negev besof yecheskel. Eli b'lotev chamesh chamesh maot rabim anafim chamesh sheni ketiv lo kredit. Meruton chamesh twice, and and we don't read it. And uh, then im dechi goel. The last example he brings over here. So the chigoel look at the run im dechi goel berut zinrut v'ata ki obnam ki im goel anochi am yoredima hi im ketiv lo kredit. We don't read it. Now he says that at the end, "Ube mesorah chashiv kol hani v'tvei alayu achrin." There are plenty others. Milo chashiv et zot a mitzvah ele et zot a nefesh to tibi yemiyal gabet zikiach. Okay, give something that do include and I don't include. I was like in the Gemara ends up by saying, "Halin ketvam lokre." These are the tibs, not the kris. Okay, so to really sum up very very quickly, we saw a whole list of things that we have on Malochah Moshe Mitzina of 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 uh, of mesorah. That is, if we do this kri and tiv kri and kri, the itura what comes to add in etc. And we'll carry on tomorrow with more examples of this.